This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's Monday, December 21st. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. The disruption that the pandemic has caused to the education system has ranged from kids having to transition to remote learning, parents experiencing burnout trying to help their kids learn and balance work life, but it has also caused a teacher shortage. Early retirements and quarantines are forcing some school administrators to recruit parents as substitute teachers, increase class sizes, and even use bus drivers to babysit classrooms. Arizona in particular has been hit hard by a shortage of teachers, and many say that educational achievement has suffered because of it. Valerie Borline, national reporter at the Wall Street Journal, joins us for more. Thanks for joining us, Valerie. Glad to be here. We've been checking in periodically, obviously, with our teachers as the pandemic continues to go on. We know how big of a disruptor the pandemic has already been to the school system. Students learning in class, students learning at home remotely. It's been quite a mess stopping classes because of rising cases. It's all over the place. But we're also seeing that there's a big teacher shortage out there. And school districts are having to get really creative, I guess you would say, in how to fill some of those seats, recruiting parents, bus drivers to babysit classrooms. There's really this all-hands-on-deck type of mode for a lot of school systems out there right now. So, Valerie, you wrote a pretty comprehensive article about what's going on. Tell us what we're seeing with this teacher shortage. You really can't overstate the disruption that's happening in K-12 and all education in this country, particularly in the public schools. You know, it was one thing in the spring to have that brush of adrenaline and we're going to make virtual learning work and get through the spring. And now as the pandemic drags on into its ninth month, you're seeing parents frustrated, kids not learning as much as they should have by now, and teachers really starting to burn out. And all the disruption that you're talking about is adding up to a real um, difficult working environment for teachers, and you're seeing people leave the profession. You're also seeing commonly in many school districts that there are not enough teachers 
in the building to hold class, whether because they're quarantining or what have you. So it really, the staffing crunch in American schools is something you can't underestimate. Back to the teachers, you know, the staffing crunch, really the teachers that stay behind, then those are the ones that get really fatigued by the whole thing. They're the ones that get the burnout of the whole thing. And a lot of the teachers and administrators I spoke with say exactly that. Like, it's tough now. It's tough for teachers to have to sub out for another teacher during their planning time, for example. But what's really tough is the burnout factor and whether that teachers will stay in the field or potentially retire early. And also, one thing to think about is whether what's happening in the school system entices young people to go into teaching. They see what's happening firsthand and will they decide to go that route, seeing how tough it is for their own teachers that they admire and and in some cases really see being overwhelmed. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, public school employment in November was down 8.7% from February. This is the lowest level since 2000. And you guys have a nice little graph that's showing the progression of employment. Mm -hmm. And you just see that sharp drop earlier this year and throughout the pandemic. Arizona has shown a real stark contrast in all of this. They've been heavily impacted by this. I thought that the statistic from the Bureau of Labor Statistics was really eye-opening. If you think about it, schools have almost 9% fewer people in the building, but the building's the same size. The responsibilities are the same, if not more. And because of physical social distance, teachers can have fewer kids in the classroom, so in some ways they're stretched thinner. So what really struck me visiting some schools was how being off having 9% fewer people in the building taxes the others that are there. And to your point about Arizona, yes, I think this is happening in pockets all across the country. And Arizona certainly is one that educators I talked to, including this head of state superintendent, just said, yeah, it's a crisis for us. Let's get a little deeper in Arizona. They weren't able to hire traditionally certified teachers for 78% of some open positions that they had. So they had to get creative. Mm -hmm. A lot of them were filled by emergency substitutes. You know, obviously you get people from other counties, student teachers were a big source of uh, plugging mm-hmm. that hole there. And then beyond that, they're urging parents, people with, you know, they reduced some of the requirements. So there are people with high school diplomas can take an online course and then be certified in, for emergency substitutes. So they're getting very creative with how to fill a lot of these positions. If you think about it, they're required to have, you know, not just legally, but, you know, morally, they're educators. They want to educate. They need to have teachers in the rooms virtually or physically, but they're having to get really creative to make that happen. So the relaxing around standards is a theme you hear all over the country. Iowa and Missouri, for example, lowered the requirements to be an emergency substitute. In Atlanta, you could be 20 years old. And we talked to some kids that were 20 years old and not teachers, but physically in in the classroom. So I think it's one of those things Arizona has had is an example of a state that's had a teacher shortage building for a number of years. You know, as you might remember, the Red for Ed protest of 2018 really started in Phoenix and and kind of blossomed out in other places around the country. So the teacher shortage, comparatively low teacher pay there, the really high ratio of students to teachers, there's like 23 and a half students per teacher in Arizona compared to 16 kids per teacher nationally. So there are just a lot of pressure points there building up. And then the the combination of that, that wave of teacher shortage building, crashing up against the wave of the pandemic, it's really created a tough situation in many, many Arizona schools. You have a lot of examples in the article. They're all very good. But I wanted to focus a little bit, if you can, on Principal Christine Hollingsworth. This is Mm -hmm. in Phoenix. 
and they're having severe staff shortages there. She was up uh, until, you know, early in the morning trying to find a substitute teacher. In mm-hmm. many cases, she's stepping in to help teach classes. Other teachers are combining classes. Tell us a little bit about how they're approaching this. One of the things that was really amazing being around Principal Hogsworth was just how she was one of the ones who kept saying, it's all hands on deck. We're figuring it out as we go because we have to. But I should note that just how cheerful, how positive she was, how much she loved seeing even the small cohort of students that was able to be in the building. She was so happy to see them and look through their mask and say, hey, I can see I can see your smile under there. So, I, you know, I would say that teachers are really and administrators are trying to make the best of a, of a really tough situation. But the day that I spent some time with her, she was having a hard time finding a substitute. There's nationwide pressure on substitute teachers, and there's just not enough of them. And she couldn't find a substitute for her art teacher, even though she'd been trying. She was up at four that morning trying to find someone and figure out how she was going to handle it. And I was like, well, gosh, you were up at four and it's, it's eight school starting. She's like, I'm up at four every day <laughs> this year. And I think that's part of the reality is that, that, that we were talking about earlier. is just as this stretches on kind of where are we headed? Is this right. the, the new normal for schools is, is constant change every day. It has been for nine months. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Miss Hollingsworth went onto this uh, elementary school database to see if she can fill a bunch of these open seats And I guess they only got five applicants for dozens of teaching jobs. This is across 32 different elementary schools. So, I mean, that's just really kind of illustrates how short this thing is. And we were talking about other creative options. You know, sometimes a teacher will come on and say, man, this is just not for me anymore. And then they quit within the first couple of weeks or so. And that was kind of another recurring theme that a lot of people were experiencing. Mm -hmm. So it's just a tough time overall. And obviously we need more funding for these programs, for the teachers, it's just tough all around, really, with well, the pandemic. It's a difficult situation for online learning and hybrid learning all around, like you said. I will um, point out that the pressure in schools is more intense in some places than others, right? So in rural areas, for example, it's really hard right now to get teachers to fill jobs. But in cities where there's good quality of living and, you know, maybe, a, you know, support for teachers in schools, you, you might have far more applicants for jobs. So it's uneven. But I think there's definitely pressure on the teacher supply in many, many places nationwide. Valerie Borline, national reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, sure. Thanks so much for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, 
or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.